Good morning. I'm Janet Bowman-Powell, and I'm here to tell you about the lost son. Long, long ago, in a country far, far away, there lived a wealthy man, and he had two sons. The first son, he was lovely. He was a joy to his father. He worked hard on the farm and rarely caused his father any grief. The second son, Lee, however, was a different kettle of fish altogether. He thought he knew it all, and he was, to say the least, a little wayward. Now, one day, the younger son went to see the father. He didn't bother to knock. After all, what could his father possibly be doing that was more important than he had to say to him? Dad... His father looked up from his paperwork. Yes, son, he said wearily. Lee barely looked at his father. I am fed up of living on this little tiny farm. I've got great plans. I want to see the world away from you, away from this family. I've got plans, I want to travel, and I want to do it now. His father said, mm, yeah, sounds good. This, this encouraged Lee, <laughs> this encouraged Lee. And he said, but I need money. So he said, I've, got, I've had a brilliant idea. You can give me the money that you owe me, because I'm going to get it, you know, in the end, anyway. He didn't go quite as far as to say when you die, but that's what he meant. And so the father looked up and he said, mm, yeah, I think we can do that. Give me a few days to get it sorted and then come back. Well, the son was astonished. But he soon recovered, woohoo! And he whooped and he cheered all the way to his room to make plans and prepare to go away. He was gone within the week. He found a town a long way away from the farm, from his family, from his father. He bought a big house. He furnished it with fancy furniture. He, bought, he hired servants to look after him. And he threw parties, great big parties. He was so popular. People all wanted to come to his parties. He would stroll down the town and people would shake his hand. People would wave to him. People just wanted to be noticed by him. This is the life, he thought, as he floated in his swimming pool. I love being popular, he thought one day as he dressed and went downstairs. He opened the door and thought, my, this is quiet. He looked, the table wasn't laid. He could smell no 
cooking. Where was everybody? But he did notice a big pile of bills, the only company he had that morning. But then he thought, I know, I'll go to town. I'll get one of my friends to buy me breakfast. So he sauntered down to town. He went to shake people's hands. They turned from him. He waved at people. They crossed to the other side of the road from him. What was going on? He went back to his house, but it was barred. It was empty. And he saw a man hammering in a for sale sign. No! He said, this is my home. Not anymore, it's not, mate, said the man as he put his tools away and went off down the road. He was very sad. But then, not to be deterred, he thought, I know what I'll do. I'll just get a job. I'm well educated. I am talented. Someone's bound to want me. So CV in hand, he went knocking on doors. No joy, more doors. But there were no jobs to be had. He went knocking all the way to the very edge of town where the final place was a pig farm. Now, Lee hated pigs. He really, really hated pigs with a vengeance. But he was so hungry and so tired. He pleaded with the farmer. He exaggerated his skills as a farmhand. And eventually, the farmer gave him a job. He had to feed the pigs. He had to sleep with the pigs. And eventually, the pig food was beginning to look appetizing. Then one day, as he was looking longingly at the pig food, as it slurped and squelched its way into the trough, he suddenly thought, what am I doing here in this muck and mess being treated like this? My father treats his servants better than this. My father feeds his servants better than this. I am going to go home. I am going to say, I'm sorry, Dad. I was wrong. So off he went, walking and walking and walking and walking. It was a very, very long way on foot. But before he got home, his father saw him. He went running to him. He hugged him. He kissed him, even though he didn't look very good. And he certainly didn't smell very good. But the son stepped away. Father, he said, I am so sorry. I, I did wrong by you. I am sorry. I am not good enough to be called your son. Please, 
just employ me as a work hand, as a servant, as a anything. Please just. But his father shushed him and said, no, my son, you are my son. You were always my son. He called the servants. He said, quickly, start cooking. Get a bath on the go. I personally think the bath should have been first, but anyway. Get a bath on the go and get some clothes and some jewels on his fingers. And the party began. But then the elder son, who had been working hard all day long in the field, came trudging up the path. He could hear the music. He could see the dancing. He called to a servant. What's going on? He said, I didn't know we had guests tonight. No, he said, it is so exciting. Your brother has come home and we are celebrating. It is great. We are all so happy. But the brother was not happy. He said, I'm not going in there. And he just refused the father came out and he said, Father, I don't understand. I have been here working for you all this time. I have spent my days working, my nights sometimes on the paperwork to help you out, and you have never so much as got me a takeaway to have with my friends. Son, the father said, and gently took his hand. Son, you have always been with me. You, everything I own is yours. We have spent all these years together, working together. But your brother was dead to us. Your brother was lost to us. But now, now he is alive. He has come home. He has been saved. We must celebrate. We should celebrate. I just want to say that I was brought up in a church-going family, and I did not truly find God until I was in my 30s. Now, when I was a child, I was always with the elder brother. But then, when I truly met with God, I, I did not get the older brother, older brother at all. And so, if you are with the older brother, this morning, then take a look at your relationship with God because it is the best thing to be with the Father. What we're going to do this morning is unpack that story. We're going to think about it in three parts, simply doing three things together, wondering what was the response of the youngest son, the father, and the oldest son. So I wonder if I have a volunteer who would be willing to read the first few verses that come on the screen. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living the response of the youngest son. He asked his father for his inheritance. He asked his father for his share of the estate before his father had even died. 
a really, really bold claim. And what his father did was sold his possessions and gave it to his son for him to then go off into a distant land and squander his wealth, his money. So we discussed it on our tables. Maybe you got round to the question. Thank you, Nora. Maybe you got round to the question, does money make you happy? And it does, what did you come up with? No, and I think the youngest son in the story soon realized that this run out, didn't he? That his money that he was given, he went off and he spent it all and he realized then that he had no friends or company. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Thank you. So yes, we have this part in our passage today where the youngest son comes to his senses. And as I was preparing for this morning, what I do is I read the passage and I pray, Lord, reveal to me something that I have not seen in this passage before. For some of us that come to church week in, week out, and you've read this story, you know it. And what I felt the Holy Spirit revealed to me through this passage as I was preparing for today was this phrase, he came to his senses. Do you know what that means? He came to his senses. Whether you've had an experience like this before, where suddenly you've realized something. I wonder who can name children? What are our senses? Do you know what five of them are? What are our senses? Shout them out so I can hear them, and I've just given you a massive clue. Sight, ear, taste, feel, and smell. I'm going to show you. Here is eyes so we can see. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to pray using our senses, okay? And my heart this morning is, whether you're wrestling with something in your life, whether it's a big decision, whether it's you feel far from God at the moment, whatever it is, I pray that we would have a sense of coming to our senses this morning, sensing that God might be saying something to us. And how are we going to do that? is praying using my favorite, favorite sweets. Some of you have clocked them in the corner of the room, but let me explain what we're gonna do using this slide. Who likes Percy pigs? They are the most classy sweets in the world, aren't they? And as we've just heard read to us, as John read out that passage, the moment when the youngest son came to his senses was eating the pig food. Can you imagine what it smelt like? Can you imagine what it tasted like? Can you imagine the sight of pigs and mud that he was sleeping in? Can you imagine what he heard? Can you imagine what he could see? And we're going to all have one, and we're going to pray in the following ways, okay? 
I want us to think through things we can taste. So we're going to pray first and then eat a Percy Pig, okay? And on your tables, maybe out loud with each other or in your head, however you want to do this, I'd love you to thank God for everything sweet in your life. The good things, the things he's given you, the food you get to eat, okay? We're thanking God for the tastes that he gives us. Because the Bible says, you've got some money for me? That we are to taste and see that God is good, okay? I want you to feel the Percy Pig and pray to God about something you might be feeling this morning. Maybe an emotion or you might be feeling tired You might be feeling excited. Whatever you're feeling, we can pray to God about that. Maybe you could smell the Percy Pig before eating them. That's going to be very, very, like, that's going to be quite hard for those of you that want to eat it straight away. But think about on your tables, how would that pig food have smelt for the youngest son? What would have been going on on that farm that day? Ask God to speak to you, that we believe that God speaks and that we can hear his voice through our senses, through our thoughts, that God communicates with us. If there's something that you are sensing him saying this morning, I'd love for us to share that with one another, to encourage each other as the church here today. And then look around the room, what can you see? I want you to say on your table something encouraging that is happening in this room, all right? We're using our senses to pray this morning. We're going to bring around a Percy Pig to your table. They come in a cupcake liner. There's also some pencils on your table. If you want to write a prayer down, that's what the cupcake liner is for, for you to take home, pray, and eat your Percy Pig. Okay? Let's see how this goes. Um, If you could help me pass them out, maybe Mark and and Letty and Tilly and Jono, that would be helpful. Let me pray for us. Let me pray. Father God, I do thank you that you are a God who communicates to us. I thank you that you speak to us in creative ways. You speak to us through your voice. And Lord, that we sense you by your Holy Spirit being at work within us. So I just pray for each of us this morning, whatever that looks like, for this moment when we are to come to our senses to hear from you again and then as a result of hearing your voice in our lives we change direction from being lost on a pig farm to realizing it's okay to come home to see the father again so lord we thank you for all the good things in our lives that we get to taste and see your goodness And I just pray that your spirit would be speaking to each and every one of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's hear the next part of the story together. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to, said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Thank you.
So here's the next part of our story. So the youngest son has come to his senses. He's realized on the pig farm that there is a better way to live than this. And he comes home and he's embraced by his father. We're going to think this through. So children, I want you to come and sit at the front for me. All right, come and sit in Neil. I've got something I need your help with. Aubrey loving the cape we've got going on. Well done, thank you. Come and sit with the money. Come on forwards. Because we're going to think this through. And I wondered if any one of you would mind volunteering to be the youngest son. Is anyone... Is that all right, Rocco? Thank you so much. Come on up then. And just... Brilliant. The money goes to the front. Is that all right? Okay. So who's remembered? Let's quick recap. The youngest son has a brother, doesn't he? The brother is still at home on the farm. The youngest son goes off, spends all this money that we've got at the front. This money is no longer, okay? He's decided, though, he's come to his senses. He needs to go home. Now, I'd like there to be the father. Would anyone be willing to play the father? Robert, thank you. You stand on this just here so everyone can see you. All right, here we go. Well, we, do you want to be the brother? Yeah, you can be the well, we can have lots of brothers. We need everyone's going to join in with the party, all right? And I'll ask you for your help in a second. But first of all, we need a little bit of a reunion, all right? So you two, you haven't seen each other in a long time. He spent all your money. How are you going to react? You don't know. How should he react? He spent all of his money. He's gone off. We haven't seen him in months. Bit angry, possibly. But what does happen? Does anyone remember? He runs and hugs. So should we not run, but maybe we could say hello to each other? Would that be good? No. no? Oh, I think we need a bit of atmosphere. So, Rocco, yeah, should we high five? Can you high five the dads? Yes, okay. Now, the dad says, I'm going to give you a new robe. Could you give that to the son? And then, Rocco, are you able to put this on for me? Fabulous. There you go. Thank you. Here we go. Is it all right if we just put this over your head? There we go. What else does the son, uh, sorry, what else does the father give the son? Do we remember? An apple? Not in this version. Go on, another one. I might have heard you wrong, so excuse me. A donut? Again, this is a very modern version. Go on, Oscar. What do you think this is? Yeah, try again. What do you think this is? Yeah, okay, anyone else? A ball? We'll go with that. This is the fattened calf. Do you remember what happens in the story? It is a cow, yeah. So the father says to the servants, you guys can be the servants, we're going to have a party. Let's kill the fattened calf and have a barbecue. All right, so can you give it to someone, one of your servants, to say, let's have a barbecue? Let's have a barbecue, is that all right? Brilliant, McDonald's. What else does the father give the son? Sweet. Sweet, well, yes, kind of a sweet. Does anyone remember from Tom's, Tom read the Bible out to us? What? Jules. He gives him a ring, a sign of him being part of the family. Are you able to give that to the son? Wow, wow. That's a prophetic sign, I think. Thank you. Can you, wear that? Can you wear that on your finger? 
What was the final thing the father gave the son? No, only, only the son got one. But the older brother asked that exact question. What else did the father give the son? I'm giving you a clue. Well, he gave him his money at the beginning. He gave him trendy footwear. Trendy footwear. <laughs> Sandals. Can you give that to the son? Now, these might be a bit big for you, Rocco, but... No, you don't have to. I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't want to wear it either. But this is how the father responded. Okay? He said, welcome home, son. I'm going to give you a royal robe. I'm going to give you the ring from our family. I'm going to give you sandals for your feet. And we're going to have a barbecue. And we're going to have the best party. That's quite a response. Can we round of applause for the father? Well done. Robert, you can take a seat. And yeah, so why we kill the cow? While we get ready for a party, the rest of us are going to sing a song, okay? And I'm going to give out some party hats to those of us at the front because we are going to have a party after we sing this song. But we've chosen to sing this song that's called When I Was Lost, You Came and Rescued Me because the Father rescued us by sending his son Jesus when we were far off to have a relationship with him. So let's stand and sing this and then get ready for the rest of us to have a party. So don't go anywhere. It's about time to have a party, I think. And there are a few party hats. Now, so feel free to wear party hats. I've only got a few yet. So we just really need to get into the spirit of having a party. Here we go. Jack's wear one. So we have the fattened calf that's been made for all of us to eat and celebrate. Can we have the dad in the middle, please? Robert, thank you. And um, the younger brother, just stand here for a second. Okay, brilliant. So what happens is, let's just recap. Actually, we're going to recap by reading the next Bible passage. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours. And let's just pause the party there. Pause the party there, because we're coming back to it, because I'm noticing something. I don't know if you saw what I saw, but actually, I'm wondering if we're having a lovely time here in the middle. Some of us... Some of us have party hats, not enough for all of us. That was my fault, I apologise. And where's the father? Right, fa- yes. Father, I need you back. You've organised this party. Can you come and stand by the fattened calf that you have given everyone? And the younger brother is here joining in, but did anyone notice where the older brothers are? They are on the edge of the party over here. So let's just come and speak to them for a moment. How are we feeling? Why are we not involved in the party? That's my question. It's a tricky question. But how are we feeling why are we are not involved in the party? 
Any answers? You're angry. Why are you angry? No, a brother doesn't deserve it. He has wandered off. He has spent all the money. He's had lots of parties already. And the way your dad deals with it is to throw another party. I'd be angry too. Now, Father, are you going to have words? Are you going to speak to the other brother? Should we, should we wander over? Because he's not come into the party. And we need to have a quiet word. So we're coming over. How are we feeling? Is there any other thoughts? How would the older brother be thinking? He might get angry. Yeah. So the father comes over. Do we remember what happens? And he says, son, go on. Are you going to say something? Maybe I've heard that. He said, son, everything I have is yours. You are always with me. Everything I have is yours. And the father says, I want you to come and join in with the party. Join in with the party. Thank you. Do you feel like we can? Do you feel like you can come and join in? Would anyone be willing to give them a party hat to encourage them to come and join in? Could anyone share their hats with these brothers? Yes? Thank you. Anyone else? We want to encourage them to join in. Could we share a hat? Come and join in the party. Thank you. Anyone? Tim, thank you. We'll borrow your hat. Can you come and join in the party? Okay. I think we've managed to persuade him. Here's my challenge. Here's my challenge. When we look at this story, we are faced with three characters. We have the youngest son who's wandered off, who has spent all his money, who's enjoyed wild living. And then we have that moment where he comes to his senses and realizes that even his father wouldn't treat a servant like he's being treated. He realizes in that moment, eating pig food, smelling the joys of a farm, that even his father, treating him as a servant, would treat him better than that. And he runs to his father, and his father embraces him. But then a third character is the older brother who refuses to join the party. And I'm just going to show you one slide, and I'm going to pray for us as we finish. I wonder this morning, thank you for returning my fattened calf. I wonder this morning whether you might feel like the youngest son, whether you've gone away from God, and actually this morning what you need is an invitation to come home. Or I wonder this morning whether you've been a part of church for a long time, you've been a follower of Jesus for a long time, but there's an invitation this morning to come to your senses, to realizing, realizing something again, something new of God, that he wants to speak to you today, change the course of your life, and for you to go in a different direction or I wonder if at times, like Janet said, we can find ourselves to be the older brother who right now is finding it hard to have a party, finding it hard to celebrate, to cheer others on. And I don't know if that's you today, but I want to pray for each of us and every one of us as we finish. Whoever we feel like, the younger son, we're in need of a touch from our father to come back to our senses, or whether we're feeling like the older brother who's finding it hard 
to celebrate and champion others at the moment. Let us pray together to finish. Father God, I thank you for your word, for scripture that we believe is alive and active. And I pray today, wherever we're at in our journey with you, that today you are speaking to us through your still, small voice. Holy Spirit, we invite you now as we leave to come and to speak to us, to change the course of our lives and our week. Whether we feel like we are the younger brother far from you at the moment, I pray for those moments where we will come to our senses and see you at work in our lives today. Father, speak for we want to listen. Show us something because we want to see you at work. Speak to us through smell, through other people, through sights, through pictures, and help us to sense what you are saying to us today because we believe, God, that you make a difference to our lives. And for any one of us today who finds ourselves finding it hard to champion and celebrate others like the older brother does in the story, where we see your forgiveness but we're full of resentment, Father, by your Spirit, come and meet with us. Whoever we are, whatever age we are, whatever we're doing today, we invite you to come and speak to us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the fun and the celebration that we have had this morning. Thank you that when we were far off, you came and found us, and that you always welcome us back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.